1: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty one seventeen. You are locked on Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs> Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football in the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. So week six, we're fully locked and loaded. We'll have our first game tonight, the Panthers and the Eagles. So it should be a pretty good 124 and one, two four-in-one teams, and Here's a reminder that this Thursday edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Lineup Thursday, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code Locked On at MyBookie.ag to take advantage of that 100 deposit match. And later in the show, he's back this week is uh, Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of fantasy for Pro Football Focus. And uh, keep in mind that you can win that PFF Edge subscription by leaving a review for Locked On Fantasy Football. Make sure you do that on iTunes and include your Twitter handle. We'll be picking winners there, so make sure you do that. We're fortunate to be teamed up with PFF, Pro Football Focus, and their fantasy inside, and we'll get that from Jeff a little later in the show. First, as we do, we looked at my decider column there on sportingnews.com. With the Houston Texans playing the Browns, so if we start off at quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson is making his case for that every week play. Right now it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees are locked in. I think Matt Ryan will be more like that quarterback coming out of the bye against Miami. But Watson is right there knocking on the door. I really like his uh, game at home against Cleveland. I mean, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. Cleveland is pretty good against the runs. So that should mean Watson throws and can uh, run himself maybe. So uh, maybe not as heavy Lamar Miller game. Watson takes advantage of the matchups outside and inside to rip up the Cleveland Defense. Another player I mentioned was Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins had a solid game. You wanted to see that before the bye there at Kansas City, and that's exactly what we got in that game with the two touchdowns. So not spectacular, but solid. That's what you're looking for from Cousins. You want some steadiness, not those big spikes and struggles that we saw early in the year. James Winston and Carson Palmer in the same game. When you look at this, I like the uh, chances there of this being a high scoring game i think the bucks cardinals you never know what you get from both these teams two teams very inconsistent but uh the look at the secondaries of these teams the front part of these defenses are also beat up so good chance there jacoby Brissett in the colts titans game the i think one thing you have to do with jacoby Brissett if you're trying to stream him or protect him and maybe pick picked him up to help you with marcus merida being out keep him around because Marcus Mariota does say he's going to play there this week against uh, the Colts, but in that same side of things, I think Jacoby Brissett can have a very solid game for you on the other side. So uh, I think you have to look at... uh, Brissett again, it's a very good matchup. The Titans' defense is not very good, and Brissett has kind of felt more confident getting T.Y. Hilton involved. He might get Jack Doyle back this week, so all things are good there. So Mariota, if you can wait it out and you can hedge your bets with someone like Brissett there behind him, I think you definitely want him in the lineup against the Colts. He says he's going to play. He's got the extra day there with Monday Night Football, so keep that in mind, but he's playing on Monday night, so you have to uh, be careful with that decision in the end. Now, if you're looking for a DFS bargain this week, I've circled Case Keenum. It doesn't very look good here for Sam Bradford. He's not going to be playing this game, I don't think, against Green Bay at home. Keenum steps in. You know, he's going to have to throw quite a bit here. Aaron Rodgers is on the other side. Keenum has looked good of late. He really controlled the game when he came in against the Bears, and things changed quickly there. So Keenum is settled in here as a starter, kind of the way Sam Bradford did replacing Teddy Bridgewater last year. So Keenum, I really like at that 6,800. Price, there's Brian Hoyer, I think, right in that range, but I much prefer Keenum at home against Green Bay and that secondary that's banged up. With Kevin King and Morgan Burnett are very banged up there in the back end for Green Bay. That's going to help Keenum there in the slot as well as outside throwing. Now, in terms of the quarterbacks, I don't like this week. Uh, we got uh, Carson Wentz. Will you'll be maybe checking this out after they played, but I just don't like him on the road in general. So that's something to keep in mind with him going forward. He hasn't been able to win games on the road, not bad point totals, but I think you have to just be careful, hostile environment, young quarterback, just a tip there going forward with Wentz's usage. Ben Roethlisberger, I just can't trust the guy now with the... Five interceptions last week at home. Typically, he know you come, he comes through at home. That's not happening. Steelers passing offense just does not look good right now. I think it's going to be back to heavy dose of Le'Veon Bell. Overcorrect what happened last week. Pretty much Bell and Brown are the only sources of production here. So, I don't like Roethlisberger's chances to have a big rebound. Alex Smith, you have to keep in mind Travis Kelsey's got a concussion. He's got to clear that and play. You got uh, Chris Conley out for the year. You have Albert Wilson hurting as well. So looking like Tyreek Hill, but that means a lot of Kareem Hunt in the running game, I think, against Pittsburgh's defense, more vulnerable against running backs than quarterbacks. So that's how I kind of look at this game. It could be a low-scoring bit of an ugly game. We'll talk more about that when uh, Jeff is on the show. Derek Carr, I just don't want to trust him quite yet. Coming back from a nasty back injury, I just don't know. We've seen this happen with the Tony Romo in the past, get it tweaked. Let's hope he doesn't rush back. I think we'd rather have him wait and play Against the Chargers, I think you're going to see a run-heavy game plan anyway to kind of uh, keep Carr protected. You can really run on Los Angeles, and I think that's what you're going to get. Josh McCown, everyone's going to circle him looking at the Patriots matchup and what well, they've given up to quarterbacks, but this is Josh McCown. They can contain this guy. They're not going to be scared of his receivers. They're going to scheme to do things. They'll take away Austin Severin Jenkins, and uh, it's going to be a grind there for McCown. I think a lot of handoffs and dump-offs there to Elijah McGuire probably – as the rookie run back carries a load with the law pile. Definitely not playing with that calf injury, but uh, Matt Forte still banged up, could play, but got multiple injuries. I think they want to turn the page to McGuire there. Jared Goff is a guy that you don't want to play for sure. there at uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's pass defense is incredible. I think it could be a lot of Todd Gurley, hopefully to uh, keep the Rams there going. And then one more, if you're going to try to pay up, you might look at Matthew Stafford and say, Hey, Hey, he's playing the Saints this week. Automatically plug, blindly look in and play against the Saints. But the Saints have played very well of late. Their pass rush has come on. They really made it tough on Cam Newton and Jay Cutler. Granted, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Cutler at this point. But I just don't trust him now. Banged up, and he's on the injury report here with that ankle injury. So I don't think his mobility is going to be very good. That's going to keep him vulnerable for sacks and maybe some picks here. So I don't see very good things From him, I think it could be a run-heavy game for Detroit as they try to keep it away from being a shootout back and forth, play keep away from Drew Brees. Now, people are always asking me, who do I like in these games? Do I like uh, Chiefs or Steelers, Lions or Saints? And the main thing you have to know is that where you bet is just as important as who you bet on. And let me tell you this, mybookie.ag has been fantastic. They've been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. They have the fastest payouts. Seriously, you can get paid in just two business days. So if you know who's going to win, lay down some cash and win big today. And you've got to go to MyBookie because when you win, they pay very quickly. And on top of that, live in-game betting with the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use the promo code On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie, you win, you get paid, play at MyBookie. Now as promised, uh, we'll go over to Jeff Ratcliffe of Pro Football Focus for his insight on the week six schedule, the three biggest games that we're looking at. Now here to break down uh, three of the more intriguing matchups of the week for us, as he does every Thursday on Locked On Fantasy Football, is Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of
0: fantasy for Pro Football Focus. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, October's here. That means things are starting to change in the NFL. We're seeing a pretty dramatic change for some teams this week as well.
1: Yeah, the one game that I'm getting a lot of questions about, people are not sure, these two quarterbacks, James Winston and Carson Palmer, very inconsistent. The matchups are very good on paper with these secondaries struggling. Now, what do you expect from this game overall? And everyone wants to know, is Adrian Peterson going to have any kind of better value than he
0: had in New Orleans? Better value, yes. But value overall, not necessarily. I mean, he, his value couldn't get much lower than it was in New Orleans. At least in this instance, we know he's the clear lead back in early down situations. Andre Ellington's role doesn't change. He's the passing down back. Adrian Peterson not going to catch passes. You know, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, a, a step up from Chris Johnson, yes, but that offensive line is pretty bad. And I don't expect anything more than about 12 to 15 carries per game for Peterson. It's not as if we're going to see a 20, 25 carry a game workload for him. So that still puts him in flex conversation at best. You mentioned Carson Palmer. This is a great matchup for Palmer. Of course, he had a great matchup last week against that Eagles secondary, but the, again, the problem is the offensive line. They're not allowing enough time for Palmer. So what we're seeing is, is relatively decent passing yardage numbers, but he's not fine in the end zone. You know, one passing touchdown last week. I mean, it, that's just sort of the consistent MO for Palmer. So it, it's a week where maybe you have to rely on him as a streamer, but at best he's a back-end quarterback one, you know, and the, and the ripple effect impacts – uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who I do like, but, you know, then you have to look at Carson Palmer here as well. Uh, and John Brown, maybe in deeper leagues, you're looking at him for some upside. Uh, on the other side of that matchup, you mentioned Jameis Winston. Yeah, it, it, he's been somewhat inconsistent, although last week he goes up over three bills against the Patriots, and the Patriots did something really interesting in that game. They had yet to shadow all season. You know, their their corners last year, we very frequently saw shadow coverage from Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan as well, and they didn't do it over the first month of the season. In this contest, they did it. You had Butler on Deshaun Jackson. You had Stephon Gilmore on Mike Evans. And they were able to hold those guys in check. I mean, Jackson had the bigger yardage total, but he didn't get in the end zone. Evans didn't get in the end zone, didn't go over 100 yards. Uh, Cameron Brait was the guy who got in the end zone for them. So that that kind of put a damper on things for Jameis Winston. I don't know if we're going to see that in this contest because one thing we've seen consistently throughout the course of the season here is whoever Justin Bethel is on, go after him. And I had said numerous times, Torrey Smith's going to score a 50-plus yard touchdown. I said this last week over and over. And what happened? He scores a 50-plus yard touchdown. So did Nelson Aguilar. But the Torrey Smith one was actually in Justin Bethel's coverage. So Deshaun Jackson, yeah, possibly we'll see him this week uh, go for a long one. I don't mind Mike Evans, though. I do think he is going to get shadow coverage from Patrick Peterson on about 75% of his routes. So it puts a little damper on things, but there's no scenario where you ever sit Mike Evans.
1: Yeah, make sure you check out PFFs and their wide receiver cornerback matchups every week. It's a good thing to see the advantages, and you'll see what Larry Fitzgerald has as an advantage, as well as uh, Deshaun Jackson this week. Both pretty good matchups there. When we move to our next game, this is a bit of a marquee feel, but one team is looking terrible. One team's undefeated. Steelers-Chiefs, how do you kind of look at this one? Both teams having some issues with their receiving cores going into this one.
0: Well, there's the there's certainly dysfunction on the page or the Steeler side of things. Uh, coming off of uh, his worst performance of his career in terms of interceptions, Ben at the five picks. But what's fascinating about that is it didn't really matter for uh, Antonio Brown. Nineteen targets, ten catches, he still got his. It didn't matter. So you're not worried there. Le'Veon Bell as well. It wasn't a massive yardage day. Cause they got in a hole really quickly because those multiple pick sixes, but he had 10 catches, you know, in PPR, you love that, uh, that a guy can salvage you a, a really strong fantasy day, despite not getting much done on the ground. So I'm not really overly concerned about those guys and I actually like the matchups here. If you look at it, Marcus Peters is a darn good corner, but he plays his side. He doesn't shadow. So Brown's going to have no problem getting open. I'm not, convinced on Martavis Bryant is anything more than a flex option. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is actually gaining some ground on him. So something to think about there. On the other side, Kareem Hunt, I want as much of him as I can possibly get in fantasy lineups this week. I, I love the matchup. I love the volume. Anybody who thinks that Sharkandrick West is gaining ground is not paying attention. 32 touches for Hunt last week. Three, count them. One, two, three touches for Sharkandrick West. Yes, two of them were touchdowns. That was flukish. Hunt even out-targeted him, so I'm not worried there. We have to keep an eye on Travis Kelsey uh, in the concussion protocol. So we'll see if he's able to get back to full. He was limited in practice today on Thursday. See if he gets through that protocol, because obviously that's pretty important. Tyree kills boomer bust, but what's fascinating here is we have Alex Smith kind of in the midst of a career year. And he's been in the league for about 45 years, so it's, it normally doesn't happen this late in a career, but it is sort of happening for Smith. So we're riding the wave there, but losing Chris Conley, like you mentioned, then that's not necessarily good for the receiver core, but not that they were really relying too heavily on him. So, you know, you're, you're still firing up Tyreek Hill every single week, no matter what.
1: Yeah, the final game that uh, a lot of questions about that I've seen is the Lions-Saints game. It used to be you just plugged all your people against the Saints defense, but they played pretty well before the bye. You guys over Pro Football Focus have their secondary guys rated pretty well, namely Ken Crawley. Now, is this a bit of a trap game for all things Lions going into New Orleans?
0: I don't don't think so necessarily. I, I, I still like going after this secondary with Golden Tate. I know that a lot of fantasy owners are frustrated by him. You mentioned Ken Crawley's playing well. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is playing very well for a rookie. It's, it's a tough transition for these rookies to come to the NFL level and really have to perform against uh, NFL wide receivers, you know, that most of them very polished route runners. You, know, you don't have that, that in college. You have it at the pro level. So kudos to him. But the advantage here, let's go after Kenny Vaccaro. He's, he's covering the slot. He's a city who's forced sort of to cover the slot because of, of the secondary being a little dinged up. I want to attack that matchup. And how you do so, of course, is is with Golden Tate. So I like that. I, I think Matthew Stafford has the potential to, to certainly run up some numbers here uh, in, you know, in the dome. And I don't mind using him as a quarterback one. Not too crazy about anything else. You know, Amir Abdullah limited upside. Eric Ebron, very frustrating. I, I, I don't have an issue with dropping Eric Ebron if people are still holding on to him, holding out hope here. I think his future it is, hasn't necessarily been written. People who call Eric Ebron a bust aren't uh, paying attention to the tight end position. It takes a while for most tight ends to, uh, to learn at the NFL level. Big, steep learning curve, and he's very young yet. Typically we see peak at 26, 27 years old. So he's still got a couple of years there. Uh, and it is a tough, tough position at the NFL level. But you go to the other side, and obviously we talked about Adrian Peterson We got to talk about Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. This obviously benefits both of these guys. We'll see a lot of Ingram in early down. They don't want to use Kamara that much in the early downs, but obviously as a passing down option, which Ingram can do as well. But both of these guys bump up. Mark Ingram now in RB1 this week. Alvin Kamara in RB2 for me this week, especially in PPR formats. I think you kind of know what you're doing with the wide receivers, well, at least with Mike Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas, you you got him. Breeze, yeah, you got him. But – uh, we are going to have, you know, potentially uh, a a problem on our hands with Willie Sneed, What to do with him, right? My advice this week is let's see what happens. Now, if you may not have that option, but kind of keep him on the bench. Let's see what happens. Let's see if he's out there because they have liked how Brandon Coleman has played. But let's see if he's out there as an every down guy. Let it happen on your bench. Not, uh, I'd rather have it there than I uh, get a dud in my starting lineup. The other thing I might want to point out here. Last week, we saw Ed Dixon absolutely destroy the Lions' secondary. They almost, they essentially kind of forgot that he was on the field, went for 175 yards on five catches. That could be a good thing for Kobe Fleener in this one, though uh, it is a little bit volatile because we have seen them use uh, Josh Hill at, at times as well. So, Fleener, you know, if you're desperate in case of emergency break glass, maybe you could get something there because tight end is pretty rough this season.
1: All right, Jeff, uh, thanks a lot for joining me again this week on Locked on Fantasy Football. Again, we know we can listen to you on SiriusXM Radio. We know we can watch you on CBS Sports Network. Where else can we follow your work at Pro Football Focus?
0: Sure, at tw- on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe uh, for all sorts of goodies. You hear me talking about this coverage stuff. I'm always tweeting out information there. And then we do have, uh, we have a podcast as well that uh, you can search out, just Pro Football Focus Fantasy Podcast. Nice and easy, no elaborate names there. All
1: right, thanks, Jeff. Uh, we'll talk to you next week.
0: Absolutely, looking forward to it.
1: So good stuff from Jeff there. We'll move on here to uh, breaking down what else I have uh, written up this week. And we'll go to running back. Another guy that uh, I like this week is uh, Mike Gillisley of the Patriots. I think it's going to be a game where the Patriots control the action against the Jets, so that should be a chance for Gillisley to score touchdowns and a to return to the end zone for the first time since week two. Alvin Kamara, Jeff mentioned him. I really like him as well as a surefire RB2 this week. Marshawn Lynch, that matchup against the Chargers is very good. I mentioned Carr is banged up still. I would expect Lynch to get a lot of carries, and the Chargers have just been drained against the run. They allowed a Giants rushing attack to wake up last week. McGuire, I mentioned, dump-offs there. Should ha- handle big workload with Forte banged up and P- Bilal Powell in line to miss the game. Chris Thompson, Rob Kelly looks like he's going to miss the game. Samaj P Ryan is going to get the early down work road here with the uh, the goal line chances as well. But Chris Thompson is the guy with a good baseline here to work against that 49ers defense. And Duke Johnson Jr., Kevin Hogan's playing. He's going to do a lot of dump-offs, thinking and dunking here more than Deshaun Kaiser. So the checkdowns are going to help Duke Johnson Jr. have a yet another good game. On On the cheap side of things on DFS for FanDuel, 5,800 Javorius Buck Allen, and he's appropriate for his uh, name this week because you look at... Uh, the Bears are struggling against the running backs. Allen is a guy that can get involved in the pass game. Going to get a lot of touches here. No Terrence West in the mix. So just Alex Collins to compete with. But I think Allen and uh, Benjamin Watson could be busy here for the Ravens. So on the sit side, I don't know if you can trust Carl's Hyde. Tough matchup against the Redskins. Then You have this hot hand thing that Kyle Shannon has thrown out about... Uh, Maybe going more with the rookie Matt Breida. So I think I go away, go away from Hyde this week. Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery has a chance to return. He's practicing in full. They're not sure with the ribs injury if he can return and be healthy enough to play. But the Vikings defense is a tough matchup. Go away from the rookie Jones. He's going to struggle a little bit more this week. Don't chase the Cowboys box score. Mark Ingram, because of Alan Kamara, I don't think all of a sudden, uh, because Adrian Peterson's in the desert, Ingram is going to be productive. I think it's still the Kamara show coming out of the Bible, even more so. Lagart, Blunt, and Jonathan Stewart, by the time maybe you read this, just uh, keep in mind that that's not a really good matchup there, either team, the Eagles, or Panthers. Adrian Peterson, speaking of Peterson, I don't think the touches there that uh, Jeff's talking about, a little bit around a dozen, If that's going to add up to much production. So it's a deep play league thing is for sure here with uh, Peterson. So that's the only chance you're taking a chance that he's going to score a touchdown. And uh, this is not a very good uh, running team to begin with with their offensive line. Marlon Mack, let's cool the brakes on him. Fifty-six hundred Fandle. Frank Gore didn't go away. Robert Turbin didn't go away. Mack did get the touches and was very productive there. It was a good matchup. Last week against San Francisco, Tennessee is a little bit better against the run. I think you go away from that. Better matchup for the Colts passing game than anything in the running game. Now we turn to wide receivers. Adam Thielen is a guy that you're looking at for sure. The Packers, as I mentioned, with Burnett and Kevin King. Kevin King out, and Stephon Diggs is probably going to play there with a growing issue, but there might be some double coverage opening things up for Thielen. Deshaun Jackson, we mentioned love him this week, We're right there with Laird Fitzgerald, making a big play against Justin Bethel. And Terrell Pryor got going before the bye there in Kansas City. I think it continues here against San Francisco. Danny Amendola, the Jets are pretty vulnerable in the slot. I think Amendola has a great matchup there. So Hogan and uh, Brand Cooks, you're going to play them for sure every week, Hogan, because of the touchdown Cooks, because of the big play upside and consistency. But Amendola is the guy that is going to be productive along with them this week. Juju Smith Schuster is kind of a dark throw here. As we mentioned, uh, he has gotten more looks there and snaps than the Martavis Bryant. So, if you're going to take a chance on the Steelers receivers at number two to maybe make a play there away from uh, Antonio Brown and uh, Marcus Peters, then that would be the guy. Will Fuller at 6,000. Keep him in. He's just red hot here. Two touchdowns the past two weeks. Rounds of vulnerable downfield. Good matchup for Fuller to stay hot, at least with maybe one score long this week. I don't really like Amari Cooper. The Chargers corners are playing very well, and Michael Crabtree is going to be the choice, and especially not if uh, E.J. Manuel somehow has to start again here as a late decision. Devontae Parker, I don't like it. He's not practicing with the ankle injury. He's banged up going into pretty good Falcons matchup with Desmond Trufant, so I don't like that at all. Tyrell Williams, you look at him there in the matchup against the Raiders. The Raiders have actually been pretty good downfield, not allowing those big plays. So Tyrell just has had one big game really with one big catch and not else going on otherwise. Roger Lewis Jr. You might be looking at Odell Beckham Jr. out, Sterling Shepard out, Sterling Shepard not practicing here with uh, Brandon Marshall uh, also out for the season. But Roger Lewis Jr. steps in to match up with a keep to leave, and that just overmatched there. Marvin Jones they don't really like. We heard that from Jeff where it's more of a Golden Tate game, working inside against uh, Vaccaro and the slot receivers but the outside is not very good for detroit and willie sneed on the other side it could be more of a game as you mentioned for fleener working the inside there against new against the lions in this game when we go to the guy you want to not buy 6700 sammy watkins absolutely not aj bowie awaiting him or jalen ramsey either is a bad matchup for watkins he stays cold stays on your bench And headed towards Cuttable at this point. A tight end, uh, you go with Gronk. If Kelsey clears concussion, definitely, again, Steelers, he's in there. Zach Ertz, you probably already played. Either way, you're keeping Ertz in your lineup all the time, no matter who that he's playing. Delaney Walker, let's hope that Marietta returns, but Walker should have had a touchdown with Castle last week. So, good, great matchup against the Colts. Great matchup as well for Kyle Rudolph against the Packers, as mentioned, their secondary issues. Are a concern here, and Rudolph got going last week with Keenum there in the second half in Chicago. Hunter Henry is going to score again, I think, against Carl Joseph this week. Ryan Griffin is a guy, I'm looking just for the Browns matchup this week. The Browns have been very bad against tight ends. Griffin is getting the most consistent snaps, so he's not a bad dice roll this week. Evan Ingram, I think if the Giants are going to throw to one guy, that's one matchup weakness there. With Will Parks, the Broncos do have in coverage, so Evan Ingram is a guy I'm looking at. I mentioned Watson earlier for the Ravens. I think Danny Trevathian should be fine to return this week coming back from the suspension, but still not a whole bunch of great cover linebackers there for Chicago, so Watson could have another good game following in Rudolph's steps. Ferry Jenkins, I think he's going to be the one thing that the Patriots take away. They have Patrick Chung and Devin McCourty do that inside, so... ASJ, I know there's been a lot of a buzz about him because everyone in fantasy wants him to succeed, but this is a tough matchup for sure. Jordan Reed, we look at him. I just don't like this. Jaquiski Tart has been very good in covering tight ends for the 49ers, and that's why they haven't given much to position all year. Martellus Bennett, the Vikings. The only way to really dump them with a tight end is with the tight touchdown. I don't see that. Kobe Fleener, if you're desperate, as Jeff said, you can look at him with the Ed Dixon game from last week but I I can't see that happening Tyler Higbee I don't see a repeat of his game against the Seahawks happening against the Jaguars against Marlon Mack and Cameron Brait I think I play him more in a season long because he's a chance for a touchdown but $5,900 on FanDuel don't really love the uh, price there for better matchups you can get cheaper this week now we'll close with the defense and special teams look the Broncos Ravens, Texans, and Falcons are my best plays this week. I also like the Jaguars against the Rams. Jared Goff playing against a tough pass defense. I like uh, the Patriots as well. They're at the Jets. I think they'll get going here. And the Saints, as much as I think the Lions could score points and move the ball, I think they'll also make some mistakes this week. And The Saints defense, on the outside, if uh, Matthew Stafford makes an ill advised throw, sacks could happen there. So, I can see Stafford and Tate being productive, but everything else kind of uh, falling apart there. And that's why I don't want to pay too much for Stafford if he has a kind of a one-touchdown type performance in this one. On the weak side, I don't really like the Chiefs. I think the matchups are pretty good because Antonio Brown can uh, burn the secondary. Le'Veon Bell can have a good game. So I don't think it's going to be the five-interception performance. Justin Houston is a little bit banged up as well. So keep that in mind. Go away from the Chiefs this week. Eagles. Eagles hopefully you sat them there against the Panthers. It just You have better options to look at on Sunday and Monday. The Vikings, nope, you're not playing them against Aaron Rodgers. Lions, you're not going to play them against Drew Brees. The Titans, uh, a bit of a trap there to try to force them into your lineup there. But the Colts have been much better since Scott Tolzien was benched and uh, Jacoby Brissett has taken over a quarterback. They protect the ball a lot better, so I think i go away from there. And then finally, Rams, the 4900 high price there. Fourth highest on FanDuel, 4,900. I don't like that at all. I know what they're doing there, looking at the Blake Bortles situation and the potential there for turnovers, but they're also giving up the most fantasy points to running backs, and you know the Jaguars aren't shy about feeding Leonard Fournette. So big game from Leonard Fournette. I really like Fournette and the Jags' defense. Todd Gurley can keep the Rams in this, but I don't think you can uh, stack him in their defense. The defense simply is not as good as what they have in Jacksonville. So there you have it. There's another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football in the books. And another week of Locked On Fantasy Football getting you ready for the week six games. So thanks so much to uh, Jeff Ratcliffe, Pro Football Focus, for joining us as he does every Thursday here. And then as a reminder, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Bookie. You win. You get paid quickly at my bookie, so go play there right now and take advantage of that promo code locked on for that 100% bonus there with your first deposit. For locked on fantasy football, this has been Vin- Vinnie Iyer. Good luck in your games this week, and we'll talk to you early next week for Roundup Monday for week six.